Welcome to episode two of the Casey Joe Conaway podcast. This episode is titled, When My Heart is Overwhelmed. Mustard, homemade chili sauce, and onions. That's how I like my hot dogs. On Wednesday, I had a delicious lunch of two hot dogs, a handful of sweet potato chips, and a fruit cup. I chased it all with a bottle of water and felt pretty good with myself for not eating greasy french fries nor drinking soda. I put my lunch bag away, chatted with a volunteer, and proceeded outside to collect the orange caution cones that were no longer needed for warning visitors of the icy conditions at our therapeutic horsemanship center. As I was carrying the cones, my body was trying to caution me but I didn't understand. I kept thinking, I don't remember these cones being this heavy. I am so tired. I finished my outdoor chores and returned to my office desk to continue writing a narrative to hopefully convince the foundation that we need grant money. That's a big part of my job as a director of development. Probably 20% of my work is outside and involves direct interaction with horses, and the remaining 80% of my time is dedicated to fundraising and program development. I love my job, and this is some of the most satisfying work in which I've ever participated. As my fingers tried to make strokes on my laptop keyboard, my heart suddenly became very noticeable in my chest, and waves of weakness and nausea washed over me like an uninvited drenching. I sat in the office restroom for a while and practiced every deep breathing technique that I knew and then tried to be perfectly still as if attempting to will myself to a restored state of health. As someone who has had a diagnosed heart rhythm disturbance for years, I had to admit it was time to take an extra dose of the drug I used to control my heart rate. One dose didn't impact my symptoms, so naturally I tried a second. That seemed like the only reasonable thing to do. Additionally, I vowed to myself that I would not panic, as if one can control their autonomic nervous system. In an effort to return to normality, I went back to my desk and discovered that not only could I not type, but now I could not feel my hands. I have been discussing the manifestations that perhaps atrial fibrillation was having in my body with my very kind and caring coworkers. We discussed calling my family, helping me with a ride to my family doctor's office, but then we settled on the director of our center transporting me to the emergency room of a local hospital. 90 minutes earlier, I just thought the caution cones were heavy. Our decision to go to the hospital was affirmed by how incredibly fatigued and short of breath I became after walking to the vehicle. I believe that I was in a normal heart rhythm at that point, but my body was dealing with some sort of abnormality. I shared with our center's executive director, who had now become my caregiver, that I thought maybe I needed to vomit. Like any good equestrian, she reached in her backseat, tossed out equine senior grain, 
handed me a bucket, and carefully continued driving. My body was overwhelmed in every sense of the word. It was like a tractor of weakness was plowing rows back and forth across my body. Upon arrival to the emergency department, I felt so faint that I asked my supervisor turned personal nurse to stand close to me so that I could lean my head on her side because the wheelchair that I was seated in didn't have a headrest. I tried to describe my experience as an atrial fibrillation episode from which I just couldn't bounce back. I rallied my strength to chit-chat with the EKG technician and various other healthcare providers. And about an hour into the process of a full cardiac workup, I started to regain the feelings in my hands and started to believe that the tractor of weakness might have stopped plowing all over me. Little by little, I began to recover from what was documented as shortness of breath after atrial fibrillation with a rapid ventricular response. Furthermore, lab work revealed a low serum magnesium level and an alkalotic blood pH level due to my shallow breathing. There was really nothing that could help me but rest, deep breathing, and a naturally occurring chemical element that comes from the earth. Sounds like much medical jargon to say that my heart was overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by what? Overwhelmed by sadness, goodness, hope, worry, expectations, and uncertainties? Granted, there's no doubt that I have a long history of a heart arrhythmia. But I've had to ask myself a few questions. Did four weeks of driving in inclement weather conditions overwhelm my body? Sure it did. Winter is difficult. Did 11 months of COVID-related concerns and controversies overwhelm my body? Absolutely. Did the experimental emergency authorized mRNA-based vaccine drain the magnesium from my cells and overwhelm my body? Possibly. We might never know. Did writing my first book and signing each copy, You Are a Good Creation, overwhelm my body? Can we be overwhelmed by goodness? Of course we can. Did planning and creating new mental health workshops at my job overwhelm my body? Yes, creativity takes a lot of energy. Does not knowing how the future will, will work out overwhelm my body? Yes. Borrowing trouble from tomorrow is exhausting. Does the hope that I have in God's presence to be with me each day overwhelm my body? Yes, it seems too good to be true. Does the struggle to take things one day at a time overwhelm my body? You bet it does. While the electrical misfires in my heart might be unique to my body, my experience in being overwhelmed by the daily joys and concerns of everyday life is not unique. More than 3,000 years ago, David penned Psalm 61. From the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. I believe this is the cry of all of our hearts. 
When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Amen. This is Casey signing off of episode two. Until the next time, remember two things. We all get overwhelmed and you are a good creation.